It is time for another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel, Miles Veruca, we are back after a bye week. No episodes last week, and uh, man, we are refreshed, ready to go. Chargers taking on the Dallas Cowboys on prime time Monday night football. My dude, how we doing on this fabulous Friday evening? Man, I wish it was Sunday evening. I'm I'm ready for Monday night, man. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this matchup. Uh, it's gonna gonna really be a lot. That's really gonna be all I'm gonna think about all weekend. Is you know just the Dallas Cowboys Monday night prime time football um, would be an absolutely massive win for this organization. Looking forward to getting into it, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's Friday night. Got the Friday. The Friday vibes are are, are prevalent right now. You know, big time. It's, uh, big time. It's Friday at five vibes. I mean, it's at six thirty out here on the West Friday Coast. The, so. Friday the thirteenth, nonetheless. That's right. So. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. It's going good, man. I'm I'm excited. There's a whole weekend of football ahead. I got some uh, got a mega parlay built with college Shocker. football, NFL. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, just excited to get back into this, uh, you know, this season that's been put on hold for a week, but no, man. Um, yeah, everything's good. Everything's good on this end. Just, uh, ready to talk some ball. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. We already got the bye week behind us. Feels like the season just started. Um, but in another sense, feels like this is when our season really, really starts. You know, we got four games out of the way, split those 500 right down the middle. And now it's now is when we really get into to, you know, the fun of what the season's going to hold. So looking forward to this stretch going forward, man. And I'm really excited to break it down. Yeah, that, that's a great way to put it, too. It's like this is I mean, the, the first four games, like, you know, whatever, like you said, split them down the middle of 500. But. You know, when you look at the next four or five, six weeks of the schedule for this team, like this really is the this season. Is break. Yeah. yeah. This is I mean, the season is the next six weeks because if you make it through that stretch, uh, you know, the, the the clouds start to kind of part a little bit. You're seeing sunnier days and you hopefully uh, put yourself in a position to just control your destiny down the road and, you know, clinch a playoff playoff spot. And it all starts Monday night. So I think without further ado, let's let's get right into it. Let's do it, man. Um, all right. Well, you know, I mean, you know the you know the rules here. Before we really get into it, we gotta get into what Mick we're doing. Ultra, nothing special, just a Mick Ultra. It's Friday night, watching my carbs. That's all I got. All right. Well, I'm gonna fucking Lighten this be, up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, please do. Sorry. At least I have a drink this time. You know, you shit on me if I don't have one, and now I have one, and it's bo- too boring. So sorry. There I'm, you go. Yeah. Dude, sorry, yeah, I'm down in Arizona and can't reach out to all these different loggers. Do do one of do of. one of the things right at least. Come on, man. I'm I will. Just, I'm just give you. How some. about I get the prediction right at the end of the uh, episode? All right. If that's the thing, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. If that's one we'll thing talk. you want to nail. Go that, for that it. That would be the one thing I would want to nail. So pause. Rayo. <laughs> All right. Well, I got the. I'm excited for this tonight because, as I mentioned on one of the previous episodes, my girlfriend got a new bartending job at a local brewery here in Phoenix. And uh, that brewery is Santan Brewing Company. So, uh, for any of our Arizonians out there listening to the pod, shout out to Santan Brewing Company. 
based out of Chandler, Arizona, where I live. And uh, I have the Baja Jack. It is a salted lime lager. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. This is the actually the last one of the six pack that we got. And um, San- Santana is awesome because this brewing company like literally makes all their own. Like it's a dis- distillery and a brewery. So they make all their own liquors, whiskey, vodkas, uh, tequilas. And then on top of that, I mean, they have just a laundry list of different different beers. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's very good. I'm going to get a little little can crack right here for you. There we go. Dude, that sounds – I can't even lie. That Just the sound of that sounds delicious. Definitely something that you're going to have to put me on uh, next time I'm, I'm down there. Dude, yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. I've had a few different beers now uh, from the brewing company. And honestly, like, I haven't had a bad one yet. There was a pineapple wheat mm-hmm. that I had, and that was really good. And then this is, uh, yeah, the salted lime lager. So both have been really, really good. Um, and I'm excited to try more, which I, I definitely will be doing on uh, on future episodes. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. Um you gotta, you gotta like send me a care package or something. I mean, <laughs> all right, yeah, I wanna, yeah, I, I want to try some of these. So they sound, they all sound really good, and even the names of the brewing companies sound, you know, just so out of the ordinary for me. So, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe if we get getting the following here, we can just get sponsored by Santan. That'd be dope. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Santan, <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, go bolts. Uh, drop us some beers. That's right. Even though, like probably like 90% of the people that like affiliate with this brewing company are probably Cardinals fans just because of the you know Phoenix location. But Hey, we can expand, you know, we, hey. we can, we can get a little further out West and get some chargers fans up in here. Hey, I'm sure, I'm sure there's more chargers fans there where you are in Arizona than there is. Uh, here you're not, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. Phoenix is a big melting pot. So yeah, probably, probably not too far off there, but yeah, man, that's what I'm drinking. Um, but let's let's get into it, man. We have a lot, not only to catch up on, um, but we just have a lot to to dig, you know, dig into ahead of this Monday night matchup, the Chargers and the Cowboys. So, you know, like we usually do it, we're gonna start with the injury report. Um, you know, the injury report is not final. Um, you know, we have one more practice tomorrow. We have Saturday, just on a longer week, so. Um, but you know, things are, I think trending in the right direction for the most part, chargers are, you know, finally starting to reap some of those, uh, bi-week benefits. And we're starting to see some of these guys who, you know, even just a week ago were, you know, maybe a couple weeks out and now they're already kind of, you know, limited in practice. Um, in, even if they're not practicing, they're at least, you know, off on the side, uh, doing individual drills or, or some, something like that in some capacity. So, uh, it's amazing what just one week can do for a football team's health. And, um, you know, as f- for this year, it really hasn't been like devastating injuries for the chargers. We've had a couple, you know, but it, it's mainly just been some, uh, you know, some banged up guys that are just, you know, trying to, you know, maybe not get back to a hundred percent, but at least just get on the field and, and, and produce for the team. So, um, yeah, let's get into it here. The Chargers injury report. We'll start with that side. Um, you know, the big names that immediately jump out to me, obviously, you have Joey Bosa, Aloe Gilman, um, Donald Parham Jr., among others. But 
just to start it off, Joey Bosa still is not practicing. Did not practice yesterday. Did not practice today. I think it's very important to note that, and, and this is something that I didn't catch initially. Um, he's actually listed with a toe injury now, and it's not hamstring related. So I thought that was interesting because I'm like, you know, I, I saw it earlier in the day and I just like didn't catch it. But uh, before I got on here, I was like, oh, wait, I was expecting to still be on the injury report in some fashion, but it's a totally different injury or I mean, he might have had some toe issues, I think, pop up in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, that that was something to to note for me. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't notice that until you just mentioned that, you know, I thought it was just kind of, you know, the stuff we had already known that he was dealing with. But one thing I do want to say with Joey is it's really hasn't been uncommon over the last few years to see a bunch of DNPs on the practice sheet and see him still be able to play. Plus, um, he has been like at practice, just working off to the side. Um, So, I mean, I think that that is at least a decent sign as to, you know, how close he is to getting back, Um, you know, especially after last week's bye week. You know, now we're riding on this will be his now third week on the injury report with some DNPs during practice. So definitely up in the air on his status, but it is, it is nice to note that it's not like he hasn't been at practice at all or hasn't been able to do anything. He's been out there and has been able to do some assortment of things. Yeah. And I think with Joey too, like, you know, I, I think it's important to know, like not yeah, Not only does he still find a way to get on the field with like all the DNPs and, and, and things like that, but you know, he, he's, he's a guy that, I mean, it, it might not even matter if Khalil Max can go and get six sacks again. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Khalil Max just might do that. But you still, like, I mean, it's still, I think Charger fans are still waiting on that, like, perfect day uh, where both of these guys are out there and they're healthy and they're operating on all cylinders. And it's a fucking nightmare for opposing quarterbacks and opposing offensive lines. Like, we've seen a little bit of both. We've seen Bosa have his you know, his games and Mac hasn't shown up. And then we've seen, obviously, you know, last week was the exact reason why we made the move to go get Khalil Mack was for moments like, or excuse me, not last week, but two weeks ago uh, against the Raiders. Like that is why you go and get a guy like that. Like if that's the, if that's like just for that game alone, I would argue like the signing was worth it. <laughs> like that, that's yeah. six sacks in one game is fucking insane. And you know, you, I think Charger fans are just still waiting and like chomping at the bit to just see both of those guys together at the same time, fully healthy, fully loaded, like torturing quarterbacks. And uh, I hope we get to see that. I, I think we will at some point this year. Um, but man, we, we just need Joey to, to you know, get right and, and uh, be able to, you know, get back out there. So. Uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that one. I mean, I don't know. I would like to think he's going to go in some capacity on Sunday, even if it is kind of how he's, we've seen him the last few weeks, um, with the, you know, a limited role, but, um, well, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, trending in the right direction, uh, Austin Eckler with his ankle injury. Uh, he's been a full participant yesterday and today. And I think he even said last weekend, either on his podcast or, uh, to just one of the media members that he's 99.9% sure that he's going to be out there. So 
that's great news. Um, and I'm definitely going to talk about Eckler later on this episode too, because he is going to be a massive reason or just a, a huge factor in this game, no matter what, like no matter what the outcome, uh, a lot of it's going to depend on Austin Eckler, but I'll get into, into all that later. Um, Aloe Gilman still has not practiced this week with a heel injury. Um, if I had to just take a stab at it on Friday evening, I don't think we'll see him this week. But again, another another thing to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised um, if we didn't see Logie go. If anything, I'd be surprised if he did play in general, uh, just with DMPs obviously missed the Raiders game. Um, but, you know, also on this list, just below him and Justin Herbert, Derwin James will be back this weekend, uh, was another full participant. So, you know, if, if we're going to – it's going to be Derwin James and probably, you know, Raheem Lane back there or Dean Marlowe. Or, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a mix of, you know, both Raheem Lane, Dean Marlowe, and then had Derwin, you know, do Derwin shit and go – blitz off the line or go, you know, help a backer out, something along those lines. So, you know, Alohi being out is really – it's going to hurt. But, you know, being able to get a guy like Derwin back, you know, I think that the loss of Alohi for another week with the trade of getting Derwin back is probably worth it. Yeah, and Alohi – or excuse me, Derwin is actually one of those guys where – one of those scenarios, I should say, this week where I'm really thinking like – I mean, this week, I don't, I mean, I don't, and again, we're not behind the scenes. We don't know the progress of, of these injuries and, 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 you know, all that stuff, but I am already kind of looking ahead to next week because you know, we're playing next week and it's like, I hope, I hope it's not one of those scenarios, you know, where they kind of try to rush him back to be in this Monday night game because it is a shorter turnaround the following week when they go to Arrowhead and that's definitely a guy you're going to want to have ready to go uh, for a matchup with, you know, someone like Travis Kelsey. Uh, so I, that, that I know we're not supposed to look ahead, but that's already something that I'm kind of thinking about. And um, it, I, you know, I, I hope it is one of those scenarios where, Hey, he actually is hundred percent ready to go put him out there full force, you know, against the Cowboys on Monday night. And then, you know, move on with, move on with, you know, the schedule and he's, he's back going forward, but I'm just like praying. It's not one of those things where he's kind of 50, 50, but they decide to maybe, you know, let him go in a, in a limited capacity. And then it's like, he's sore after, and it's like still questionable going into the Kansas city game. Um, yeah. I would just love to see Derwin back doing Derwin things. Like you said, um, cause they're not only going to need it this week, but especially you know, over the next few weeks, like that's a huge piece that, they just can't afford to not have out there. Yeah, man, totally. Uh, Derwin coming back, you know, clearly we didn't we didn't need him too badly against the Raiders, against this Cowboys offense. So having a piece like that back in this defense is going to be massive. Um, but rest of the injury report, Dean Leonard uh, was limited yesterday, downgraded to he did not participate today. Donald Parham limited yesterday, was a full participant today. Trey Pipkins, Rashawn Slater, full both days. And then defensive lineman Nick Williams just popped up today with a back issue. He was a do not did not participate today. Um, you know, out of those last few guys, you know, realistically, Dean Leonard, 
you know, obviously downgraded from limited to did not participate with a hamstring issue. We've talked so much about hamstrings in the past and how they really just linger and are really just a bitch to get a timetable for. So what are your thoughts on Dean? You know, obviously we don't know the behind the scenes like you just mentioned, but, you know, it's you see him being able to go this week. I would uh, actually, you know, I don't know. Um, look, obviously with with the departure of J.C. Jackson, um, you know, the Chargers definitely have more of a, a structured, you know, starting cornerback room and and just cornerback roles kind of for the rest of the guys in this roster. And, and with Dean Leonard, he's, he's still one of those younger guys who, you know, has shown flashes for sure um, in different parts of the you know, different phases of the game. But, um, man, I'm rooting for him like crazy. I definitely, you know, I think this is going to be a season where maybe one or two seasons down the road, we kind of look back on and we see a few like future starters emerge you know, and start to make plays. And I think Dean Leonard's one of those guys. Like I, I personally um, have high hopes for him just within this organization. I think he's one of those, those guys that can climb the depth chart uh, year after year and get better and better. You know, he was obviously a late round pick to begin with, but you know, I think there's a lot of raw talent there. So rooting like crazy for the guy, he's already kind of like a, a mini fan favorite, you know, when you think about it, um, definitely has not really done anything to be on the bad side of charger fans. You know, he's, he's made plays. He's, you know, made the most out of his opportunities so far in the national football league. So yeah, man, I, I don't know if he'll go, um, but it's definitely, you know, now that JC Jackson's gone, they're definitely gonna have to lean on some of these younger guys and you, and you hope that they're out there. So hoping that he, he's able to go. Um, but you know, like they were able to, to, get a win two weeks ago with a, a scrappy young secondary, mainly at safety. But uh, I mean, no reason why it can't be the same for, for corner, you know, this week or, you know, going forward is, you know, I, I think they have guys that can step up, but um, just this week specifically with Dean, I have no idea if he's going to play. I just based on his practice report yesterday and today, I can already tell you he's probably going to be questionable. Um, if not, maybe doubtful. I'm going to think I'm I'm leaning towards doubtful probably with Dean, uh, you know, just I just think the downgrade in the middle of the week is never a good sign. If, you know, you can go one day to at least some capacity and then not a, be able to do nearly as much the next day, that's not bode well um, for, you know, being able to play come Monday. But then again, we are recording Friday, two more days until, you know, we really get the games. Well, I, I guess after practice tomorrow on Saturday, we'll get the game statuses. Um, but yeah, anyone else, uh, Donald Parham, really awesome to see him as a full participant. Um, I would expect, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he still got like a questionable tag. That just seems to be something that, you know, even if he goes full back to back days, just starting out with that limited, wouldn't be surprised if he got that questionable tag, but definitely looks like he should be in line to play come this weekend. So that's awesome to have him back. I know, you know, just with our history with Donald Parham, after seeing him land on his wrist, you know, both, both of us were thinking, damn it, that's at least three, four weeks for him. Uh, you know, to only miss that Raiders game is awesome. Yeah, dude, he's so, I, like, it's so clear that like Herbert loves him as a specifically as like a red zone weapon, but also just a big body, reliable, trustworthy target um, at key moments in the game. I've always, I've always like wanted Donald to like really just take off as a next like future 
tied into this team. Um, I, I still think the talent's there, the potential's there, but you know, it's like injuries have definitely been a thing. He's been banged up. Um, I think I texted you like, you know, moments after that, that happened and he was down in the end zone. I'm like, dude, at, at best, that's a sprained wrist. And that's exactly what it turned out to be. Thank God. I mean, if it was a, a, a broken wrist then this is a different conversation. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree to only miss one week and then be trending right, you know, in the, in the right direction, um, looking to play a big game Monday night against the Cowboys. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's positive news. And, uh, again, it, 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 he is a legit weapon for Justin Herbert. So you, you want as many of those out there on the field as possible. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting him to play and, and I'm excited to, to see him back. Yeah, I mean, three touchdowns through three games, I believe, uh, so far this year for Parham. All of those coming within the red zone. You know, he's just such a key piece, just such a massive body in that red zone. And it's clear he's got those good hands. Um, you know, yeah. Minnesota, Justin threw that absolute, like, I, I still the 95 four seam down the middle. I never saw that, like, on the live, just like, in live time. You can't see that. the ball. You can't, you see, can't the ball. see the ball. No, it's crazy. So... Yeah, clear that uh, he's very much so emerging as, well, you know, has already kind of emerged as one of Justin Herbert's favorite red zone targets. And that red zone efficiency is only better for us, you know, turning three into seven when that guy's out on the field. So massive. Um, Trey Pipkins, Rashawn Slater, both full. I don't think really any worries there. Uh, Nick Williams back, did not participate today. Um, you know, we don't, Nick Williams, more just a rotational piece. Neither one of you, neither one of us know a ton about him. Obviously, you know, we, he's made a few plays here and there so far early on in the season. I think he had a tackle for loss either week one or two. Um, but yeah, if, if he's not able to go this week, you know, I'm, I'm just expecting a lot more of Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph day and company. So, but the Cowboys, however, um, they're, if you have yeah. any, you have any last last thoughts on the Chargers injury report? Uh, no, no, I think we did a good job covering that. But yeah, I mean, what I was, I mean, yeah, that was, that was a good transition because I was just about to go into the Cowboys side of things as well. Um, they have a laundry list of guys on this injury report, and I think a lot of it is just fucking smoke screens because I'm seeing a lot of you know non injury non injury related rest days. I'm seeing a lot of illnesses, which illnesses are like hit or miss. Like, you know, if it's a cold or if it's like a stomach bug for like 48 hours, they're probably going to be able to bounce back and play bro some, bro some aspect on Sunday. Bro thinks a um, cold is going to stop some of the meanest, toughest people in the league from playing again. <laughs> right. So, like, I, I think a lot of this is very deceiving on the Cowboys side of things. Um, the, the, big, the biggest name that stands out to me that's like, I think – legit uh injury like not looking like he'll go this weekend has to be Leighton Vander Esch. Yeah, I I believe actually after I believe last week when he came off the field it was kind of already somewhat written in stone that you know this is cuz I I remember the play in which it happened and it it did not look good for Leighton Vander Esch. Uh I would be very shocked if he was able to go come Monday night. Um, so I, I'm not expecting to see him out there on Monday, which is another huge loss for this Dallas defense that, you know, already lost a guy like Trayvon Diggs earlier this season. So another big hit to the Dallas defense for this week. That that's, I mean, 
outside of like Diggs and maybe well, obviously Micah Parsons, like I, I think of Leighton Vander Esch for this defense. I mean, he's just he's been a steady, steady middle linebacker presence for this team. And it's like, especially when you think about match matchups, you know, um gonna get to Austin Eckler here in a little bit. But like that that I mean that I mean the you know, when you think of like linebackers on running backs, think of linebackers on like tight ends, like you know, that's a huge piece to that defense that uh, could they could, I mean, they, they're probably going to miss a lot. So that that's something to keep an eye on for sure. And like I said, did not practice yesterday or today. So, you know, it says neck slash concussion. So, you know, I think there's more going on than just a concussion there. Obviously, you know, there's, you know, probably more that goes into it. So, um, yeah, but other than that, man, like there's a lot of, I mean, again, it's, it's tough to say for a lot of these, for a lot of these guys. I mean, Tyron Smith was, did not practice yesterday, but it was non-injury related. He was full today. Um, I think that's just cause he's old as shit. So right. kind of a Khalil, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa treatment right there for Tyron Smith. A year or two ago, he was one of the most sought after defensive tackle free agents in the league. Um, he didn't practice yesterday or today, but it's not an injury related and illness related. So I'm not really sure what to think there. Um, Cornerback CJ Goodwin did not practice yesterday or today with a pectoral injury. So, um, it really right now, like who <laughs> exactly CJ Goodwin and Leighton Vanderesh are probably the two dudes that I can confidently say probably aren't going to be on the field Sunday. Everyone else I expect to see. There are some big names on here, you know, Malik Hooker, Tony Pollard, um, Obviously, Jonathan Hankins, Tyron Smith, Neville but all those Gallimore. guys. All uh, those guys, I'm expecting to to see on Sunday or on Monday. My bad. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm I'm not really looking too much into the Cowboys injury report outside of LVE, um, and I really don't expect him to be able to go Monday. Um, I even think I thought that they were maybe even having IR talks regarding him. So I'd be very surprised to see him be able to go on Monday. Other than that, I expect everyone that you know especially names you guys are recognized to be able to play um yeah out on monday so yep all right man let's get into odds if anyone is gonna bet on this game we got we got to talk the lines um you know i i personally will probably not bet on this game um but that doesn't mean that i don't have some opinions on if you are going to bet you know some safe locks or just uh you know reasonable reasonable bets here with some some logic behind them but the cowboys are the favorites in this one uh the spread is negative two and a half in favor of the cowboys this is actually one of those games where i don't think it's a bad idea to hit chargers plus two and a half but it is such a small spread that it really probably won't even matter um right now the cowboys money line is sitting at Minus one thirty-five Chargers plus one fourteen, with the over/under being set right now currently at fifty-one, and this is courtesy of DraftKings. Sweet, yeah. So uh, initial thoughts, yeah. Dallas two. If you're gonna bet this game, just uh, I would just bet money line, man. I don't know. The spread is just on a on a spread so small like that. Like you might as well, this you is, honestly might as yeah. well. I probably would do the spread on this one just because it is smaller. I mean, it's basically like 
I mean, if the Chargers, I mean, for the Chargers to cover, they're going to have to basically win uh, unless it's like a, you know, a two point game. But like, this is probably, this is not a bad game to smash Chargers, either money line or the against the spread. I mean, you look at that Cowboys team like last week, and I don't know about you, but it just made me feel so much better. <laughs> about this matchup granted i mean it was against the niners so like you have to take that into consideration but you know i think like let's not let's not kid ourselves i think that the cowboys are going to get their numbers offensively um you know whether it's yardage or points um probably more so yardage though because you know staley defenses are notorious for bending and not breaking um you know i can see some red zone stops by this chargers team, you know, throughout the game. So, um, but I just don't think, I mean, this is one of those games. I'm I'm actually going to probably encourage fans to bet on this game in favor of the chargers, because I really don't think you have that much to lose. You know, if anything, you know, like I said, the money line sitting at plus plus one fourteen. So, you know, if you put, if you put 20 bucks on this game, just on the Chargers money line, you're, you're winning 22. So 20 bucks pays out $42, it's not, I mean, that's not bad. You know, even $10 pays out like 22. So, you know, it's, it's one of those games. I don't, I don't think you can go wrong betting the Chargers money line because it, I think this game can go 50, 50. And if you're going to go that way, you might as well just play the odds. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And, you know, we'll get into our predictions later, but I, this is a game that I am very confident in the boys and powder blue in. So, you know, if I'm betting this game, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet against you know the Cowboys. So, but uh, especially with over- the spread sitting at like two and a half. Like if this game was like Chargers minus three and a half, I'd be like, um, there's no way I'm probably gonna stay take- away from. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably take Cowboys plus three and a half. But I mean, if Chargers underdogs, like I think no matter what, this comes down to probably like a one score game. I don't know if it's less than three points. But I mean, I, I just think roll the dice. I think the Chargers have a very good shot at winning this game. Um, and just based on what we saw last week, I, I think that the Cowboys, there's there's some frustration brewing there, obviously, within the organization. CD Lamb is frustrated. That's been well documented over the last week or so. And, um, and Dak Prescott, I mean, this is a team, I don't know. I think Kellen Moore just comes out and has that revenge game and. Yeah, like you said, I think this this bodes well for the Chargers, and um, you know, I would I would probably take Chargers money line on this if you're going to bet game lines. As far as prop bets, um, I don't see how you, you know I mean, Austin Eckler right now for an anytime touchdown, his odds are sitting at plus four fifty. Hmm. That's okay. not bad. That I would oh. probably smash that. I mean, there's yeah. other, other uh, you know, alternate passing yards and rushing yards that you could probably play safe. Um, <sighs> but plus four fifty for an Austin Eckler anytime touchdown. Yeah, I love those odds. I mean, I like those odds a lot. First game back, you know, we know what how much of a focal point of this offense he is. Yeah, I mean, and just think about think about how often we've been in the red zone over the last few weeks, like uh, inside the 10 and haven't had a reliable back to give the ball. He's going to get touches inside of those inside the 10 yard line when we when we get the ball there. So, 
anytime score for Austin. I mean, yeah, I love that bet. Yeah, and if you want to get really crazy for all the fans out there, if we do a single game parlay and you take the Chargers money line and Austin Eckler anytime touchdown scorer, twenty five bucks. Or uh, I'm sorry, let's let's do ten dollars. Ten dollars pays thirty bucks. I think that's pretty safe. Thirty bucks I didn't have before. Yeah, right. I love that bet. Uh, so that that's what I would you know stick to. I'm, I really wasn't looking at this game, uh, betting wise, going into the week. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more I look at it, the more I look at the lines. There are definitely some bets that make sense, and just given the way these two, the trajectory these two teams are on over the last couple of weeks, I definitely think um, it, it's it's turning in, in the, the Chargers' direction. So, um, if you guys do bet on this game. Let us know, like, let us know what you bet on. I'm just curious to see. Um, I would love this. I would love to almost start like a Chargers fan specific, like a, a gambling, gambling, like, uh, what do I want to say? Group, dude, you, or you just moved to Arizona like two months ago, and now gambling you're just... Patreon. Oh, there you go. I'm that'd sure be that would be that'd be a massive hit, I'm sure, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we can get into some keys of the game, but we can get into later about since it's such a close spread. I think we'll be able to cover this more with our score predictions later. So, for sure. So let us know if you do bet on this game, and let us know. And hey, if you're gonna take if you're gonna take this advice, like let us know if you hit on our recommenda- recommendations. Let us know if we fuck your parlay up because I'm genuinely curious about that too. So, <laughs> um, but no, I, I think. Chargers money line and Austin Eckler anytime touchdown. Um, definitely, if I am going to bet on this game, I'm smashing those. So, pause. Someone had to, but uh, yeah, man, for sure. Um, love those takes. Keys to victory. Um, just right out the gate. Let's just let's just dive right into it. My first key to the victory: offensive side of the ball. I guess offensive defensive side of the ball. Winning the turnover battle. Um, you know, I, I just saw a graphic before we popped up or before we hopped on here. I believe we are plus five, ooh, no, plus four on turnovers on the season, I believe. Um, we've given up two and no, we're plus three. Excuse me. We've given up two and our defense is force five. Um, so t- defensive or forcing turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, protecting the ball on offense, especially against I want to say probably the best defense that we've seen thus far into this season. Um, you know, a, a defense that did get pretty battered and bruised last, you know, Sunday night, probably hanging their heads a little bit, thinking about the Niners game a little bit. Um, we can't give them free opportunities. That's that's just the biggest thing, you know, being able to move the ball effectively, control field position, things like that. So massive against a team like the Cowboys, who you know they can they they get in their hot streaks offensively. Dak Dak can cook a little bit here and there. Um, never know what Dak you're gonna get, but you know if if we're assuming against this pass defense, uh, we're gonna get the good Dak. Then being able to keep the ball as long as possible on offense and turn that into points is just so massive to winning this game. I love it. I definitely think this defense can generate some turnovers going, going into this matchup. I mean, you know, Dak's been struggling a little bit lately and, um, you know, this defense is starting to get hot too. Like, I mean, I know it's the Raiders, but like 
you know, they were able to get multiple turnovers, uh, you know, and, and Khalil Mack obviously had just a monster game. So, you know, I'm excited to see kind of how he comes back out there and, and affects this game. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I think the key, like, well, just, just to finish like that thought, I definitely think this defense is trending in the right direction when it comes to producing more turnovers. I mean, that was something that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks and, you know, it seems to be trending in the right direction. So I hope they can kind of keep that, that theme um, going this week. But for me, Oh, I'm so excited that we're finally at this topic because it's so abundantly clear what the chargers need to do in this matchup on offense. And that is, I was saving it, I was saving it for you, by the way, just because I know right, how excited you. you were. It is feed Austin Eckler. I don't care that he's coming off an injury. Like if he's 99.9% ready to go, like he says he is, then that to me says full steam ahead. You know, this defense, when you look at it, this is something that I thought was really interesting. This is the second best passing defense in the national football league. Currently only behind the Cleveland Browns yardage yards per game wise. Um, Justin Herbert also, I mean, coming off that broken finger and that, that nail injury. Um, I like to think, you know, I mean, if it's all, everyone's like, Oh, it's all good. We had the bye week you know, he's going to magically come back and, and still be Justin. I don't know. I hope that's the case, but all, I mean, this is a very, I mean, this almost makes too much sense to me. It's like you have Justin coming off the injury Austin Eckler coming back this Cowboys defense, although it ranks second against the pass, they're 21st against the rush yardage wise per game. So that to me, like, like just jumps out on the paper to me. Like it's so clear what the chargers have to do, you know, and the offensive line is healthy. You know, they, they've been on a roll the last couple of weeks. I mean, obviously no Corey Lindsley, but, I think there's enough there. Austin Eckler back. I mean, I would love to see a huge game on the ground, uh, huge game and huge game in the screen game. Like just, I don't care how you get the ball to him, but get the ball to Eckler in space. And whether it's in the second half, third, fourth quarter, and you, you need to, to keep the clock going and, and extend drives and, and just slowly, you know, like kill this team that's fine. Or if it's in the first half, if it comes on big plays, you know, you know, big chunk plays. Like I, I think Austin Eckler is the key to this game. Yeah. And like you mentioned, it's not just about, you know, being able to run the ball effectively. It's just about how is Kellen Moore going to use this chess piece that he's getting back this week? You know, we haven't seen him since what week one, we haven't seen him since week one or week two. Week one, we have not seen Austin Eckler since week one. So we've had a very small sample size of Austin Eckler thus far this season. So just so much more excitement just about what he's going to be able to do, what a very versatile offensive coordinator is going to be able to do with a very versatile running back. Getting him the ball in space, whether it's through the air or on the ground, it's I'm, I'm so excited. You know, this is the first time we're really going to see this, this backfield be full on since they ran for 200 yards against Miami. So – you know, yep. there's just all the pieces are coming together for this to be a very a game that the Chargers should be able to, you know, be able to hold their own on the ground. Unlike we've been able to see the last three weeks. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm 
that's a great way to put it too. Is like the 230 yard Russian attack that we had week one is really going to be back in full force. So I'm super excited to see that. And I'm even more excited because of who the opponent is. And I really think Kellen Moore is going to be like in his bag the whole game. Yeah, no, I, I think, man, I know Kellen Moore had this circled on his schedule, you know, since he got the Chargers job is this weekend, Monday night football. So this is a perfect opportunity for him to be at his best. And I expect nothing less from Kellen Moore. Come Monday In fact, night. he is my second key to victory. It's Austin Eckler and then it's Kellen Moore. So it's right, like, well, then hop, hop right into your second one while we're at it. Well, I mean, we're already on the topic of it, but yeah, I mean, I just think like, that's an underrated storyline that I, I think a lot of, I mean, I don't know, at least for me, myself, I haven't really seen a whole lot of like media coverage on that um, over the last couple of days. I mean, maybe we'll see more of it over the weekend um, leading up to Monday night, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a huge storyline that you have to follow and, and we'll get into storylines next, which this is definitely one of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of, uh, be lost in the mix of just so much shit going on for both teams you know like i said bye week injuries um both teams are kind of like zooming out and looking ahead at you know what they have to do over the next four or five weeks to really put themselves in a good position and um you know it's just that part of it's kind of we're entering that part of the season where you know some of the the preseason beginning of the season storylines start to fade and you know, teams really kind of have to look inward and be like, okay, who are we as a team? Like, what what is this season going to look like? You know, it, it might be after a few big wins. It might be after a few crushing losses. Um, but I, I really think, like, the Kellen Moore um, – God, what's his first name? Mike McCarthy. I, I think that, that battle, that storyline, I think there's – it's just like those guys are going to want to get the best of each other. And, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I mean, Ke- Kellen Moore, I, I, I know he's going to bring his A game and just that, that alone is going to be a reason why we win this game. Yeah. Offensively, you know, I have such high expectations going into Monday night. You know, I, I just expect to, even against a very good defense, I just feel like with the weapons that we're going to be able to get up, get back. And with that chip on the shoulder that Kellen Moore is going to have, I, I expect this offense to be able to move the ball very effectively. Let's hope that comes into fruition. Um, for my final key um, on the defensive side, kind of been the storyline all year, but especially against an offense that has its own weapons and the Cowboys negating negative play, or excuse me, we want negative plays, but negating <laughs> um, explosive plays is just so massive for this defense. You know, time and time again, it feels like we've put ourselves in the good opportunities, whether it be, you know, a I guess second and 20 or, you know, a third and 10 or longer. And we're, we just give it up through the air, um, which seem it's, it almost feels like pitch and catch when it gets to third and long for some of these offenses. It feels like, you know, a two minute drill for offenses when it gets to third and long against this defense Um, going forward. I mean, this could be a key all year. It's really been the story of the season for this defense, especially the first, you know, three weeks of the season. Um, actually, surprisingly enough, I, this run defense that we have is right in the middle of the pack in the league, uh, when it comes to yards allowed per game. So on the ground, you know, we've been able to hold our own better than we've seen in the past. 
But yeah, our Which pass is, defense is currently thirty first in the league. So all we've been asking for over the last like two years is just like, can we please just have an average run defense? And this defense will be fucking amazing. And the second we get an average run defense, our pass defense just turns into fucking yeah, dog exactly, shit. exactly. That they call that the Brandon Staley effect. Um, is is I believe what they're calling that nowadays, but. Yeah, so, you know, just being able to negate big plays through the air, I mean, and big plays through the ground, um, but especially big plays through the air with a guy like C.D. Lamb, you know, just an explosive play waiting to happen. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we can frustrate that offense, force Stack into some bad throws uh, like we saw last Sunday night. Um, but, yeah, that's I think that's just massive for this defense is, you know, don't give up those big conversions on – you know, long downs where they're battling back from a penalty or a sack or any kind of negative play is, you know, once once we get them into that second and long, third and long range, got to put their got to put their foots on their necks and get it done from there. Yeah. And, you know, and the more we talk about it, too, just kind of going back, circling back to Eckler, um, this might be a game, too, where it's like we might see it wouldn't necessarily surprise me because on paper, you know, it definitely looks like they should just pound the ball on the ground, you know, get this Kellen Moore week one rushing offense back and, you know, back going again. But it could definitely be a game too, where, you know, maybe they scheme up the the screen game and, and a lot of dump offs and getting guys like Eckler and Keenan and Darius Davis in space. And it's like, you know, only takes one fucking little check down and, you know, a, a missed tackle and a, and a little move to go for 45 yards, you know? So, uh, I mean, that's, that's something I'm definitely thinking about too, which, which is like, Hey, Herbert might finally have like a two, a game where it's like, he, he throws for 300, but only like physically throws for like maybe 150 yards, if not less than that. Um, but just lets his receivers and, and his weapons, you know, make the most out of it. So, um, that's just something that kind of came to mind as you were mentioning that, but, um, no, I don't really have any other keys to the game besides Austin Eckler and Kellen Moore, you know, and like the, the, the ones that you mentioned, I think are, you know, great as well. Like turnovers, you know, that's, hey, that's gotta hey. be on your side, you know, if, if you want to win a game in, in this league and um, yeah, you know, I, I think this offense is, is, is up against it. Like this is a tough defense, but I definitely think Kellen Moore in just that situation, like he knows what he's going up against. I think he knows how Mike McCarthy runs his defense, and I think he's going to exploit some of those weaknesses. Yeah, I, I don't see a way in which we look back at a win in this game and think that, you know, offense underperformed and the defense is what got us the win. You know, this this game is going to be ridden on the shoulders of this offense and getting a piece like Austin Eckler back, which is such a brilliant key to victory. Um, you know, just, just, you know, expands this playbook so much more for yeah. guys like Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore. So, and it's just perfect timing too, with Herbert's hand, like, Hey man, you might not have to throw a 54 yard bomb down the field to call game. Like you might wow. just have to fucking dump it off to Eckler and like, let him drag the pile for six yards and get a first let him down. go for, let him go for 54 to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. so yeah, no. Um that's that does it for the keys to victory. Uh brings us to the storylines to watch for. Obviously, since we've kind of been already on the topic of it, K 
Kellen Moore facing his old team, um, wanting to get revenge against Mike McCarthy and just everyone else in that organization where it, it's got to be. I mean, he has to feel like he had to have been in the running for that job. He had to have been. And the fact that, like, he maybe didn't get taken seriously by Jerry Jones or, you know, other people in that organization, they, they maybe never saw him as the head coach, but maybe just as a, a coordinator that they could hold on to for as long as possible. But man, oh man, like that's one of the biggest storylines of the game for me. It's like, it has to be. I mean, I think again, like I said earlier, I think I'm, I'm really amazed that we haven't seen really any media coverage on it this week. I mean, at least I haven't, maybe there are pieces out there on it, but like, I'm surprised it hasn't been like a focal point. I mean, this is America's team we're talking about and they get, excuse me for lack of better language here, but they get sucked off by most of the fucking national media. Like it's terrible. So it's like, I, I'm surprised I haven't seen like Stephen a talking about this game yet. Who did? There was a, I believe what's uh what shows Richard Sherman on. They did a, ta- they did a segment on it yesterday on first take. Uh, okay. They did a little segment, but it was mostly, you know, pointed towards how are the Cowboys going to be able to bounce back and, all that bullshit. So, but yeah, um, I think that there's, I mean, other than Kellen Moore uh, versus his former team, you know, I think Austin coming back, really going to be able to see this offense fully loaded minus Mike Williams since week one, you know, other than that, I think those are really your two biggest storylines really to look for in this game. Nothing else really comes to mind for me. I think there's one that we're kind of over. And again, I think, I don't know if this is just a Chargers fan opinion or maybe we're just overlooking this because we know he's already amazing, but Justin Herbert's left hand. Yeah. It's something to at least keep an eye on, you know, especially like this is the first game, first full game where we'll see it for four quarters. Um, you know, they've had enough time over the bye week. I said it before we hit the bye week, like, Hey, at least they have some extra time here to kind of figure out what's most comfortable. They can play around with it. Um, you know, they can figure out what the best situation going forward is going to be because this is definitely, this is going to be a lingering injury. This is pro this is probably going to affect the entire season at some point. Like I've already seen some stuff this week. That's made me be like, you know, the fact that like he said, Justin said in, I think it was yesterday or today in, in uh, his press mm-hmm. press conference, like he hasn't taken a snap under center all week. And the fact, and he was also like, "Well, but that you know, we'll, we'll still like if we need to on on Monday, we'll we'll take snaps from under center." But I'm like, "Yeah, like okay, like great." I don't know if that's just like a media answer, but it definitely does not sound like you're comfortable taking snaps under center. And at some point, that has to that it's going to play some sort of impact on the fucking game, whether it's third and short, and you're lining up in fucking shotgun, like you're already limited as to what you can run and what the defense has seen on tape. Like it's just small things like that, that will never show up in the stat box. But it, I, that just makes me go like, oh, okay. Like, fuck, see, yeah, I, I, I understand the concern. Uh, me personally, I'm not overly, I'm not overly worried about it now until I actually see an issue of it on the field, you know, unless it comes right, to, you know, that's... a fumble snap under center. But I understand how, yes, that is definitely something to keep an eye on, how that it would be. Yeah, but it's definitely, to... it, it definitely, like, that's what worries me, is that it falls into that category of, like, well, yeah, you know, it's 
I wouldn't put too much stock into it. It's press conference in the middle of the week. But then again, this is the fucking Chargers we're talking about. And if they have to find themselves in a short yarded situation in the fourth quarter, I mean, we've already seen this team fuck it up the last two games, like fourth and one. They can and win and win. Yeah. We need to do it every week. I mean, I mean, like, they, yes, they, they came out on the right side of both of those outcomes. But at the same time, it's like you can't continue to afford fucking up a fourth and one. You have to yeah. figure it out. And the fact totally. that your quarterback now is like, I mean, we, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm sure he's still comfortable taking snaps under center, but that definitely plays a fact, like, or it plays a factor in it, you know? So it's just things like that where it's like, it should never really matter or come into effect that much. But then again, this is the chargers we're talking about. And it always somehow comes back to like, it plays some sort of factor in, in, in the long run. So like, again, I, I think the, the, it is going to be a lingering issue, but at the same time, I think every week he's going to get more and more comfortable with it. And, you know, if they do go on a run late in the year, I, I think it'll be non-existent, but at least for the next like three or four weeks, I think it's going to be very, like it's going to affect more of this offense than people really think. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Definitely to keep an eye out on, um, you know, just, you know, that's definitely any kind of injury is going to limit any kind of ability to a certain amount. So I'll probably, I'll still definitely watch, definitely under center kind of stuff, short yardage to see how that goes. But if there's one thing I do know and have learned is that Justin Herbert's a motherfucking dog. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see this face in one bit. But uh, one last, one last storyline that I actually wanted to share real quick. Um, dating back, just a fun fact, dating back to last season, uh, the last 15 games, teams the week after playing the 49ers are 0-15, dating back to last season. So, wow. So I'm just saying, if that trend continues, then we're in line for a W come Monday night. That is a crazy stat. It's wicked. I don't know if they are just – physically just absolutely demolish every team that they play. So they're just decrepit the next week or I don't know what, but yeah, fifth Oh and 15 the week after playing the Niners. Cause I mean, think about it. We played the Niners last year, lost to the chiefs the week after. So it's crazy. Well, scheduling probably plays a lot. Like <laughs> you play the Niners and you play the fucking Eagles next week. It's like, yeah, fuck. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like seriously. So, I mean, that might just be how the script is set up, but that is something yeah, but no, that, that regardless, like that is that's an insane stat, and yeah. I did not know that. Like that's, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I saw the. I can't. I can't credit my source on here. I saw it somewhere within the walls of Twitter. So, yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean that. Again, I'm glad you brought that up in the storylines and in the storyline topic because. Just a fun. Little something stat. to keep an eye on. Yeah, something to. Yeah. That's one of those things you're probably gonna forget, but then like. Sunday night, however the outcome, or God, I keep saying Sunday, goddamn, Monday night, however the outcome turns out to be, that could be one of those like afterthoughts, like oh shit, still true, or you know, like yeah. So that yeah, I, lo I love stats like that. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, for sure, man. But I think without further ado, I think it's time that it's time, baby. We get into some score predictions for this game. Yes, so before we get into score predictions, let's do some bold predictions. Bold, bold, think bold, 
think outside the box. Taco bold, Bell here. Bold, bold, bold. Okay. All bold right. So, bold. My my bold prediction for Monday night is I think the Chargers are going to hang thirty on this defense. Wow. I love 30, it. Thirty I, plus. I don't see a way that we lose this. No, I do see a way that we lose this game <laughs> if our offense scores thirty plus. I want to say that we shouldn't, but I mean, this is the Chargers we're talking about. Yeah, but you would like to think, you know, a ninety-nine percent of offenses thirty points should get it done. But this is I, 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 I can see thirty points. I can see a couple of big touchdowns. I can see, uh, you know, maybe two or three field goals. I can see some defenses making some stops and some moments where we get the ball in really good field position and capitalize. Um, that being said, I mean, that is, that's the reason why it is my bull prediction because I can also see this team scoring 21 on, on Monday. So it just depends on, on how the game script unfolds and how you know this, this offense shows up, but that's my bull prediction. I think, and again, I'd like to think, yes, 30 plus should get the job done. Um, but We'll just kind of have to wait and see on that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love that. I love that pick. Um, I'm actually going to go on the other side of the ball for my bull prediction, which if both of our bull predictions turn true, should mean a W. My bull prediction defensively, um, I think we're going to get three turnovers come Monday night. Um, I just I think that, you know, Dak is really not playing good football right now. Um, They're. Defense, their offensive line looked really vulnerable last week. Again, that was against a 49ers defense that is just absolutely incredible. But any kind of vulnerability, you know, if as long as Brandon Staley and Co. can just watch some tape and you know get a get a good game plan together, like what if we come out and we game plan for this game, like we game plan for Miami last year, you know, then then this game should be wrapped up. So I'm gonna go three turnovers for this defense and. I mean, three to- three turnovers for the defense, 30-plus for the offense. That should be a dub. Sh- oh, 100%. And I'm going to actually, because you got me thinking defense defensively, um, I got another bull prediction. I got another bonus, oh. honorable mention, bull prediction here. Khalil Mack plus two and a half sacks. Wow. I love it. So bringing him up to eight and a half on the year. Yeah. I love it, dude. Let's. I, I mean, hope like I- you know, like I wanted to say three plus, but I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, that's a lot. But I'll do two and a half, two and a half plus. You know, I, I like whether he hits two and a half on the on the nose and gets has a couple himself, and you know, tag teams one. Um, but he could also just have fucking more than that. So like that would be awesome to see him have back to back monster games. Um, I just think that would be awesome to see. He's also gonna have some really good tackles to go up against this week. So, um, and a, definitely a more savvy quarterback in the pocket when it comes to protecting the ball, you know, Aiden O'Connell seemed like he was so rattled in that first half. Like if you touched him, the ball was going to fucking drop to the turf. So, yeah, uh, I definitely think that that plays a difference in it. I'm not expecting him to, but that's the reason why it's the bold prediction just because that would be fucking awesome to see Bro, Aiden O'Connell and Derek Carr are the Spider-Man meme, basically, <laughs> after yes. thinking about that game. But um, quick, before we get to our score predictions, I want to do just a quick little segment with these. I want us – I'm going to keep track 
through the season. We've kind of done a shitter job of keeping track of our bowl predictions, but to keep something consistent, I want us to predict the first touchdown score for the Los Angeles Chargers in every game going forward. So we can rotate each time. I don't want us to each choose the same player just because, I mean, that's kind of boring. Um, So I'll let you have the honors to go first here against Dallas for this Monday night football game. I like this, Um, man. All right. So, yeah, let's let's hear what you got. All right. I'm going to say the first touchdown score for the Chargers on Monday night is going to be (laughs) – I feel like I could already write this in. I feel like there's no way you're not gonna go with who I think you're gonna go with. There's no way you think. There's no way you're thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm probably not because this is the same guy that picked Xander Horvath to score a touchdown. <laughs> and in it the came first through. Game of the it season. came fucking through, and it did. So I mean, dude, you this you might just nail these every week. Who knows? All right, I'm going Quentin Johnson first wow. touchdown of the game. Okay, I love it. Any, I mean, not not. You want to give us like a little um, of what yardage, no, I mean, you know? I, I, I mean, who knows how it'll come? I, I mean, most likely probably off a passing play. I mean, unless they want to do like I mean, a little like jet sweep with them, but I, I don't think. I mean, who knows what that will they'll have drawn up for him? But yeah, I think uh, man, it's fucking about time. It's about time him and Herbert get on the same page, build some chemistry. Um, I want to see our fucking first round pick be a first round pick, and it's nothing against Quentin Johnson. I think it's. At this point, so far, it is more on the organization, um, you know, getting him opportunities and looks. And it's also like it's also on Justin Herbert a little bit. It is on Herbo. Like, you know, but I think those things also take time. And, uh, you know, there's definitely relationships developing there and um, and trust. So, like, Quentin Johnson's still very young, but it's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm sick of seeing – Jordan Addison and some of these other rookie wide receivers go off. Like, let's see a QJ coming out party. It's time. And if anything, it is time. It's time. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go first touchdown QJ. I like that. I honestly wish I used that for my bold prediction for this game was QJ anytime score, let alone first touchdown score. So I like that a lot. Um, well, I mean, you went first, so I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sweep up the crumbs here. I thought for sure you'd go Austin Eckler, so <laughs> I'm I mean I'm gonna go Austin Eckler. Okay, uh, I'm trying I'm to. Going, I was I was going bold with it. I mean, I like the fact you're going bold. I, I'm personally trying to put you six feet under on these first touchdown scores. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Austin Eckler. I think that's probably the safest pick. I mean, I'm not gonna just sit here and piss, pick Austin Eckler every week because I mean, realistically, it's probably the safest pick every week, but. You and I were both – we talked pretty much for a good majority of this episode about how important being able to run the ball this week would be. You know, you really got that stuck in my head, run the ball, run the ball. Give me Austin Eckler. I'll say – I bet it'll be like a, you know, first drive of the game. We'll we'll march it down with a great passing attack, sprinkle in some runs, and he'll punch it in from like three yards out or something along those lines. So, I'm saying – I'm saying – all right, you have to – I'm going to say Eckler rushing. No, I'm just gonna say Eckler because if All QJ right. rushes, because if QJ rushes it or receives it, then I'll get it to you. So if you really want want me to pick how QJ is gonna score, I'm going goal and fade. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, we don't have to get that specific, but QJ Eckler, lock it in. Let's get the score predictions and let's get out of here. All righty, score predictions for me. I have the charges. Go charges, go. Charges. 
I have the Chargers winning this one, putting up 30-plus. I think the bull prediction is going to come through. I got Chargers 31. I got Cowboys 26. 31-26. I love it, man. Any any idea, like, you know, do we jump out to a good lead? Is it one of those games? Um, just a slugfest all over. Yeah, as far as how the game script will go, um, I'm not – but, yeah, I really don't know how – I. That I am actually very. If you don't have, you don't have to actually pick. I didn't know if you had any ideas though. No, yeah, I. I, This is genuinely like I don't. Most games, I kind of, whether or not it's true, or I just have a hunch of how the game will go. Um, I really don't for this game. Like I, I do think the Chargers can get thirty plus. Like I really believe they can put up thirty one. I think Kellen Moore will have a will have a game. I I can definitely see this defense. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say the defense makes this a lot closer of a game in the second half. And right. I don't know. I mean, oh. other than that, I mean, I can just see like, Hey, it's still being enough and uh, maybe not being too stressful, but I can definitely see it being at least interesting throughout the game. Um, and uh, the Cowboys are still a good team. They're coming off a bad loss. It's the national football league. You're going to have those. You're going to bounce back. And uh, I definitely, I mean, even though I feel a lot better about this game after the Cowboys and Niners game, like it's definitely like, I, I don't think this game is going to be anything other than a classic Chargers game. Like it's going to be close down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And, um, but ultimately I, I think the Chargers have enough and do enough to win this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I am right on board with you, man. Uh, I, I just feel like this is a game, you know, this is kind of a season-turning game. You know, we got this tough two-game stretch right here in the middle of the season coming off a bye. You know, Dallas is coming off an absolute evisceration against the Niners, one of my favorite new words, by the way. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just expect, you know, primetime Justin Herbert to show up in this game. You know, the Stars are going to be out in L.A. come Monday night. Give me – the Chargers, twenty-eight to twenty-three in this one. I like it. I like it, man. So, yeah, I we both have the Chargers. I mean, that that to me, like when we when we do these predictions, it gives uh, me like yeah, a better we, idea of our our should, overall confidence of but this we game. Sh- we need we need to learn from our actions and not pick the Chargers to win, man. But yeah, that's, we that's how we went on a run last week last year. We were like, I'll all say right. all right. I'll say twenty-eight twenty-three Cowboys. There we go. There we with go. The wink, with the wink for our uh, for wink, our wink. Uh, audible listeners. Uh, the wink, wink. wink. We're so. we're gonna fucking uh, what's what's the phrase here? Reverse psychology the hell out of this fucking. Prediction. I mean, we we went crazy with reverse psychology last year. So who knows? I mean, we did. We both <laughs> picked us to lose against Minnesota, and here we are. So hey, there you go. There you I mean, go. All right. We're working one on the year, but yeah. Maybe that's, I all, mean, maybe that's the whole piece of this whole puzzle it's just us it's just us it's constantly this... shitting maybe we have to be that podcast that is just fucking someone negative nancy someone has I mean, to be it. everyone else is too positive maybe we should just <laughs> be we should just be the everyone has to like rainbow we'll be the bad we'll be the bad guys flowers. we're like welcome to the pod let's talk about how shitty this organization is <laughs> No, yeah, not even. Exactly. Like, come on now. If you're if you're a true Chargers fan, you don't need to fucking sugarcoat it. You know, you know at this point, like, you know, I mean, you know how it goes. 
yeah, it's it's just how it be as Chargers fans. But man, I'm I'm really excited for these next two weeks. All starts Monday night. Um, really, just a big opportunity to. I almost want to say just really change this team for the rest of the year. Honestly, could start Monday night yeah. if we can get it. If we can get into a role and beat a really, really good team on prime time, I think that's that's going to do so much for this organization going forward. Um, I'm pumped, man! So excited. Go Chargers! Fuck the Cowboys! Let's get it. Look, man. Every week from here on out is going to be huge. And look, like. If, it, if we're going to be the team we want to be and if we're going to be where we want to be towards the end of the year, controlling our destiny, being a playoff team, these are the games that you just have to kind of blindly trust, you know, and be like, hey, if it's meant to be, we're winning this game. So if we don't win this game, that just means that we're not, we're not legit. So, I mean, kind of a, a rough way to look at it sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, hey, if we're going to be that team, we're going to be that team. Like it's going to work itself out. So, and I think they are that team. So hell yeah, man. Chargers getting the dub. We're calling it now Monday night. Um, we'll have a special victory Tuesday episode, which uh, will be awesome to record. And uh, yeah, man, it's all up from here. Yes, sir. Go bolts, baby. Go bolts. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of chargers powder. Hour podcast. This has been episode number 89. Shout out my boy, Donald Parham Jr. Um, tune in to our, or excuse me, follow our social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast and, of course, about our bolts. And as always, bolt up. We will see you next time. Peace.